Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo liberties here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Welcome, everyone, back to the Bravo Papers Breaking News. I'm your host, Bravo and Botox, and I just want to say hello and give you a little reminder before we start. Like I always do, please rate, review, and subscribe. Please, please, please. If you're listening, you like the podcast, a rate, review, a subscribe, they are very important. That's how I grow this podcast. I'm trying to grow this podcast as much as I can. You can also, you know, take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast and share it on your Instagram story. Uh, You can tag me, Bravo and Botox. You could also tag my podcast Instagram, the Bravo Papers. I will share it to my Instagram stories and send you a little heart and all the love. And please tell someone, anyone, anyone you know who loves Bravo, spread the word. Um, You know, these Monday news episodes are a great thing to share because they're shorter. They're a good little taste that you can give the person, you know, especially if some people are a little intimidated by the longer ones, you know, they can listen to this one and just get a little, a little taste and kind of go from there. Um, I do also want to apologize to my listeners because I skipped an episode last week. However, the new one is coming this week. My new Bravo paper. It's going to be not my third episode, but my third Bravo paper. To give you a little tease, I'm going to be diving into the summer house world. And I'll be talking about the dynamics of the ladies on the summer house specifically and how we got to where we are now. And if you watch this season, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And where do we go from here? If you're more of a Vanderpump Rules fan or Real Housewives of New Jersey fan or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan or whatever, not to worry. I'm going to be diving into all sorts of different shows. I wanted to take a little break this week because I think some people are getting Vanderpump Rules fatigue. I will come back to it. And, you know, they're starting to film a new season in like two weeks. So there is going to be a lot more content and our, you know, we'll get a little break now that it's over. And then our thirst for more will return, especially once we start seeing little leaks about filming and things like that. So I promise I'll get back to that show as well as many others. Okay, so let's get into today because there is a lot. So today is Monday, June 12th. I hope you have your coffee or your tea or maybe you're doing something and this is a good thing, you know, to help you just put your brain on the shelf while you listen. All right, 
Bravo breaking news from the past week. I'm going to start with Vanderpump Rules because, my God, there is always something happening. I just finished saying Vanderpump Rules fatigue, but (laughs) I guess we got to get into it. So I want to start with Schwartz on Jax and Brittany's podcast because I actually listened to the whole thing in full. Um, I'm not going to give you every detail of it. You can find recaps of it online, certainly. But I do want to talk about just the gist of what he said and talk a little bit about kind of his, I don't know what we want to call it, excuses, reasonings, whatever. So listening to the podcast, I did feel a little bit more, just a smidge more understanding of his situation in the Scandival context. However, that does not absolve him of anything because what I'm the most mad at him for, and maybe you feel the same, is his treatment of Katie, Katie's mom. The fact that we know that Sandoval told Katie's mom to shut the F up and Schwartz didn't stand up for her and he was hiding in the bushes, just everything, okay? And, you know, he did have involvement in Scandoval. He did help Sandoval feed this evil narrative about Ariana that was completely untrue. Now, the part that I did slightly empathize with was when he talked about the fact that he was so caught up in his own life, you know, he wasn't thinking about Sandoval and Ariana 99% of the time, right? Except when Tom kind of came to him with like, okay, bro, I'm going to break up with her. Don't worry. I'm taking care of it. I'm taking care of it. Or I tried, but it's complicated. Like I could see, you know, Schwartz accepting those answers, especially when he's caught up in all his own stuff. So he talks about like his father had um, some serious health issues, was, you know, in and out the hospital surgeries, One of his brother was diagnosed with cancer, dealing with chemo. And he does say, you know, he doesn't mean these as excuses. He's just trying to say that his whole world is not about Sandoval. So, you know, he's not sitting there studying timelines and looking for holes in what Sandoval's saying. He's just kind of taking it as true. Now, should he have questioned more of it? Absolutely. Should he have told Ariana things earlier? Yes. Okay, so he's still at fault, Um, but I did understand what he was saying in that sense. And I'm still just as mad as I ever was, because, again, the way he treated Katie and the way that he spoke to people just in general was gross. Um, He also has stated, and this just came out um, today when I'm recording, which is Sunday, that once he gets back from he's doing the show called Stars on Mars, (laughs) Which is himself and a bunch of other like reality stars, I believe. One of them is actually Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta. So he basically said he's done with the Scandoval drama once he returns, which I'm a little like, okay, I don't think you get to control that, Schwartz. Like, <laughs> um, from what I've heard, the show starts filming again in a couple weeks, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be brought up. And I'm pretty sure you're going to have to still answer questions and talk about it if you want that paycheck, which clearly Schwartz is hurting for. Okay, so another thing, this was all on Jax and Brittany's podcast, by the way, which, oh my God, like their podcast has potential, but Jax and Brittany cut people off and 
interrupt them and try to finish their guest sentences just way too much. So, you know, in case they hear this or they hear this feedback, because I know it's it's not just coming from me. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it everywhere. I hope they take the note and try to, you know, give their guests a chance to finish their sentence. Um, one thing Jax also said, I can't remember if it was on his podcast or another one. I believe it was on another one. Um, he claims that the owner of Schwartz and Sandy's asked him to buy out Sandoval out of his shares of Schwartz and Sandy's. Now, this has not been confirmed by anyone except Jax, so we can all take it with a grain of salt because Jax likes to exaggerate things and, you know, yes, he's turned out to tell the truth about more things than maybe we thought, but I could see the owner making a joke Kind of like, oh, it'd be better if you owned it or, you know what I mean? And then Jack's kind of running with that. So I would not hold your breath for this one. I'm thinking it's not true. Um, Now, another interesting little tidbit that came out today, which I loved, was Greg speaking with a, um, a guest at Schwartz and Sandy's. And the guest is asking him some questions about this whole Scandival thing. And the guest, you know, opened up their phone and started doing an Instagram live, which I believe Greg knew about, but I could be wrong. But anyways, he says the worst thing about this whole situation for them is that they lost Ariana. He said that she did a lot of work and helped and that she was extremely supportive of the restaurant. She was there all the time cheering them on. He, he actually said that she was more supportive and helpful to the restaurant than Tom Sandoval. So, ouch. Another thing that's happened is we all saw the reunion part three. And as you all know, I'm all over the Twitter, as Giselle would say. And Ariana is getting quite a bit of backlash after the part three VPR reunion. So, I don't know, this is really annoying me. People are annoyed that basically, basically there's a bunch of people being crybabies about her words. Her words were too mean. Poor Raquel, etc. Now, I personally don't agree with this because, I mean, she, number one, she filmed this reunion. She'd only found out about this two weeks ago. So she is in like the most raw emotional state where she just found all this out. On top of that, she's seen the rest of the season. So they were given the rest of the season before all the rest of us to watch prior to the reunion. And she has seen how Tom Sandoval, more him than Raquel, but, you know, Raquel too a little bit, are sort of trying to paint this narrative of Ariana of like the girlfriend that doesn't have sex with her boyfriend and the girlfriend who's cold and whatever so it's not just about what they did it's about them trying to destroy her character and destroy kind of create sort of like this fantasy that served them at the expense of Ariana okay And now people are like, oh, my God, she was so mean, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know if some of these people might be new Vanderpump Rules fans because, I mean, 
let's go back <laughs> to Stasi and Kristen. I mean, Stasi called her an effing whore and smacked her and everybody was all about it. So, I mean, I get that that was, I guess, a few years ago. Maybe things have changed, but I mean, I don't really think that that's why, though. I think the reason is because people view Kristen and they view Stasi in a very different way than they view Raquel. So I think people, number one, Raquel is still fooling people with her innocent girl shtick, with her Bambi-eyed thing. Okay, she just has a very innocent, childlike look like she she looks she's 28, but she looks much younger. You know, she has that very like soft, innocent sort of female look and the way she speaks, which is so childlike almost that it's really that, you know, she really has that Disney princess thing. And that's why I feel like people are so like, you know, when they see her being attacked because they assume she can't handle it. But if that was like Stassi or Kristen or Katie or a lot of other girls who've been on that show sitting in Raquel's chair, no one would have batted an eye. I guarantee you everyone would have let them take the verbal lashing and no one would have worried about it. Now, people are claiming that this is you know, oh, because of her mental health, etc. But I don't know, no one seems to care about Ariana's mental health. Maybe she's getting things off her chest and getting a chance to express it. And that is creating closure. Raquel agreed to come to the reunion. She could have not. It would have been bad for her career. But she could have. She could have not come. We've seen it happen. Jacqueline Larita didn't come to a reunion. Mary Cosby didn't come to a reunion. Lisa Vanderpump there. It's I can name more. She could have. And I actually think this might have been that rare case where if she didn't, they still would have had her back because this story was so big. I really do. Um, But another thing is that after all of this happened, Raquel and Tom went backstage and they were literally laughing. So clearly she's OK. OK, so. I also think that the other thing is people want Ariana to be like the perfect victim. They want her to be this perfect, innocent victim who sits there in silence and, you know, says things, but doesn't go too far, doesn't get too aggressive. People want her to be like an angry female in a palliative way. But the second she gets a little bit, you know, too aggressive for people, suddenly it's it's too much. It's just too much. Okay, but if, you know, if anyone else does it, if it's not directed at little innocent Raquel, it's okay. So everyone was really like, you know, clutching their pearls about this. But I mean, I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, she said some mean things. Of course. What did we expect? And I'm sorry, but I've seen worse mean things said at reunions, at housewife reunions, at Shaws of Sunset reunion, at I can, you know, all the other kind of spin-offy shows besides Real Housewives. So let's all just relax. You know, Raquel, and I want to read this tweet. Raquel and Tom woke up in the morning. This person counted the days. Raquel and Tom woke up in the morning 200 times and decided to spend the day pretending to be Ariana's support system while sleeping together under her nose instead of telling her the truth. She's allowed to be vicious two weeks after after finding out. 
Hmm. Okay. She, another tweet, she's seeing her former best friend that effed her man for months for the first time since finding out. If that happened to me, I'd be in the back of a cop car. <laughs> That's another tweet. Um, I'm just reading like some random tweets that, that people put out where somebody started like a petition to hold Bravo accountable for how um, Raquel was bullied. And like it said, like six have signed and then it's like, let's get to 10. <laughs> I don't know how many they're at now, but I do think the majority of people are still, you know, on Ariana's side and think like, yes, this is the consequences for people's actions. Um, so, yes, I do think that that is still a thing. But I just want to point out that, again, this is because we're trying to force women into boxes um, with, you know, gender norms and stereotypes. We're trying to for we want Ariana to be the soft, innocent victim. And we also already see Raquel as kind of like a, uh, you know, an innocent, pretty sweet girl. So it's hard for us to see her get yelled at and for her to get name called. And it's hard for us to see Ariana as aggressive because we don't want to see her that way because we want her to fit her in the little box in our head. Anyways, so Raquel is okay. You know, she is apparently seeking treatment. She said to Andy straight up she wants to come back. After the reunion was filmed, she revealed more secrets that she knew could get her in even more trouble. So she's clearly playing this game and she's going along with it. So just keep that in mind. There was also a TMC airport interview where they caught Ariana... And there's been a headline floating around saying Ariana suddenly changes her tune. Um, no. If you actually watch the interview, first of all, it's not suddenly. It's like they filmed this a while ago. So it's been, I don't know, I'd have to count, but I think it's been a couple months maybe since they filmed it. And on top of that, they catch her at the airport and they're like, do you feel bad for her at all? And she goes, sure. It seems very sarcastic. And, it, and like, sure, like, I, I think the headline is very misleading. So just a heads up. It's also not suddenly. Another big story in the Vanderpump world is going back a little bit in time. Um, I actually, I guess not back in time, but um, Kristen Doty has confirmed allegations against James Kennedy for being violent. So the Bravo Instagram fan account, Your Moms Are Watching, tweeted, I'm telling, or sorry, not tweeted, put on their Instagram story. I'm telling you guys the James abuse stuff is going to come out. Maybe that's even the bombshell that Raquel tells Andy James hit her when she said she bumped her nose. So this was before the reunion part three had come out. All I know is Kristen stayed at my friend's house one night because James hit her. She was hiding from him. True story. I think when Kristen refers to it will all come out about James, this is what she's is referring to. So then Kristen replied and wrote, I confirmed to your moms um, are watching what she said was true. Okay. And then somebody replied and said, <clears throat> didn't Kristen punch James in the face at the wedding? Kristen replied and said he shoved me into the bushes, but it was cut out. I'm so tired of the narrative that I was abusive because that's what aired. 
Um, somebody else replied saying, I wonder then how she feels about everyone being friends with him, knowing what he did to her. Kristen replied, it makes me sick. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking if there was anything else. Basically, Kristen said, also, I wish I could shout it from the rooftops of Los Angeles one day. I've been dying to tell the world for eight years, just never felt like the right time and didn't feel like anyone would care at this point. Um, you know, thank you for acknowledging it. It, you know, makes me sick. People are constantly wondering why I'm so obsessed with him because it's clear I have a visceral reaction, but it's been pretty shitty. Okay. So now I obviously, I don't know the hundred percent facts. I'm inclined to believe Kristen. Did she punch him in the face? Yes, we saw it on camera. Okay. But am I, do I, if she says she had to go stay at a friend's house because she was worried about him getting violent or whatever. Um, and again, all this is, you know, alleged. I'm inclined, again, I am inclined to believe her because James was and may still be an animal. Okay. So especially at this time, like he was drinking like a maniac. Like this is when he used to like pick up the bottle of liquor and he was like pouring it into his mouth like nonstop. And everyone around was like, James, what are you doing? You know, and we saw him, we saw him act crazy, act irrational um, many times. And we see how he can just spew venom. And I do think that, you know, he was physically abused and bullied as a child and I'm not saying that as an excuse for him but it often leads people who especially haven't been to therapy or haven't gotten help for it it leads them to repeat those abusive patterns as adults not all but some so I could see that all right so let's talk about uh, Nima from Shaws of Sunset on Sheena's podcast so Nima was on Sheena's podcast and he revealed a little tidbit that I thought was interesting. He said that after Coachella he was having a conversation with Raquel so I don't mean like immediately after or anything like that but some uh, somewhere on the timeline after that. So Raquel told Nima that Sandoval told her basically Ariana and I are open. So she was telling this to Nima and I guess Raquel even said to Nima something along the lines of, yeah, I think he was trying to plant the seed so that him and I could hook up. And then Nima asked her, well, would you hook up with him? And Raquel said, no, but I would hook up with Ariana. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. It kind of tracks with her whole thruple thing. Um... And it's also funny because Nima said, no, she wasn't like this dumb Bambi eyed, you know, whatever, like you all say, like she said straight up, like he's planting the seed, like she knew what he was doing. So again, that kind of goes with, you know, the theory that I've always had, which is that she's a lot more with it than everyone gives her credit for, which is another reason why I don't have as much sympathy for her with the whole Ariana thing. Anyways, all right, so that's all for Vanderpump. Let's talk a little about, quickly, about Kathy Hilton not returning to RHOBH. This is really no surprise to me at all, and I don't think it's because 
she thinks she's too good for it. I don't think it's because of anything like negotiations or whatever. I just think that she literally came on the show to take down Lisa Rinna. She knew it would take a little bit, take like two or three seasons or whatever, you know, wash her hands and she's on her way. Job done. I really think that that was why she went on. <laughs> I really do. I think Kathy Hilton is much more calculated than any of us will ever know and I mean you know mission accomplished she did a good job all right let's go on to Real Housewives of New Jersey oh my god there is so much Real Housewives of New Jersey news right now it's actually insanity I want to start with kind of the maybe shorter less exciting ones and then we can talk about the ones that I think are a little bit have a little bit more depth so first one which is not that exciting but worth noting um margaret is being ordered to pay her ex-business partner 165,000 in a foreclosure lawsuit marge has had a lot of foreclosure lawsuits and issues that and again i think this is why fans of like teresa and jen aiden etc get so upset because a lot of her stuff it just never comes on the show and I think that's why Teresa was so mad when she was bringing up all the Louis stuff because yeah it's out there on the internet so is the Margaret stuff but I think Teresa was kind of like well I don't bring it up though I don't give it more life and Margaret will always give things more life because here's another one which again didn't get brought up um so she has been ordered to pay 165000 in a what is called a nasty foreclosure lawsuit so basically Marge and her husband were sued in 2022 for $180,000 for defaulting on settlement payments from a previous foreclosure lawsuit. Okay, so basically she convinced her business partner to enter into an agreement where they could, um, you know, buy a property based on their ability to flip another property quickly. Okay, so Marge and Joe agreed that they would purchase this one property for $1.1 million and the second one um, for $1.8. And that's the one the one that's $1.8 is the one she's currently living in. Okay. Um, but I guess basically the Marge and Joe agreed to contribute $180,000 to the purchase price of the properties. Um, and... The business partner claims that Marge and Joe bought both of the homes for a different price than what they had originally agreed. They also falsely represented that there were no other judgments against them when applying for mortgage loans. But there were actually two judgments entered against them. Or sorry, not two. Oh, no, no. Yeah, two, which totaled over 330000 Okay. And this included like liens on the properties and all this other stuff. So basically they went into this business agreement without being honest. They didn't disclose the truth about, you know, the problems that they were in financially with their other properties. And they also didn't purchase the houses for the prices that they said they would and didn't uh, contribute the money that they said. So now they're being sued. So... All right. Another story is that um, <laughs> this one is enter more entertaining. 
Um, actually, there's two with Melissa and Joe Gorga. So one is that Melissa and Joe Gorga are being sued by a woman who was injured on a property that they were uh, supposedly or allegedly responsible for maintaining. And she has sustained uh, permanent injuries of some kind that sh- that will, you know, kind of affect her for the rest of her life. And so that's one. Now, Melissa and Joe deny being responsible and say, you know, they have no liability in this case. Now, the other one that is more, a little bit more funny, in my opinion, is that Melissa and Joe were called out on social media by an outdoor kitchen company who says that <laughs> that they they didn't pay up. So Joe Gorga posted... I guess he posted this on his Instagram. This was his caption. Women are like pit bulls. They'll break your balls and blow up your phone text messages all day long until these guys showed up. Can't deny she got it done. And then it's like a picture of him and some other guy. And then he put at Melissa Gorga. Um, Now, Easy Outdoor Kitchens company, which is their Instagram handle, replied, Probably time you called us back to pay your past due $16,000 bill from five years ago for your outdoor kitchen. With four exclamation points. (laughs) So they are calling out Joe and Melissa Gorga. And Jennifer Aiden replied as well. So this was posted on um, All About the Real Housewives Instagram. And Jen Aiden replied to it and said... Um, at Easy Outdoor Kitchens. They did my outdoor kitchen and they did phenomenal work. Thank you. <laughs> Jen will just never give up a chance to drag the Gorgas. I think she, no one loves dragging the Gorgas more than, um, well, maybe Teresa. No, I think Jen likes it more. I think Teresa still, you know, has emotions about it. Whereas Jen, it's more like, this is entertaining for me. Okay, so on another note, um, Louis X files a restraining a new restraining order against him. So this is his ex, uh, Vanessa, who he dated in 2018, I believe it was. What's her last name again? Hang on, let me find it. Vanessa Reeser, I believe. Um, so she has filed a restraining order against him now. It's very weird that this is happening. Um, Let me talk a little bit about why. So there's a lot of kind of discussion now online about her reliability as a source. There's a lot to say about Louis X, but... Just a couple of things I want to point out. Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo did a great deep dive about her. And um, if you go to Bywig Hello Drama's Instagram, um, they have kind of put together some of the main points on a couple different Instagram posts if you want more details. But overall, you know, it seems they had a contentious relationship and... Um, One other thing is they both had protective orders against each other. And even after this and after they were broken up, um, she contacted his ex-wife on Mother's Day, even though communication was not allowed because it was in violation of the temporary order of protection. 
Um, another thing in March 2020, when there was a lot of this legal action and drama, you know, it gets extreme. She apparently used her new license as a mental health practitioner to diagnose him with bipolar one. And she asked him to get medication for it. She writes a first person letter for him to send to psychiatrists and to read to his son, apparently. However, two different doctors do not diagnose him with bipolar, but only diagnose him with anxiety. He does read the letter to his son um, that answers she is crazy. I'm not sure what that means. But anyways, they apparently on line, you can read screenshots of the emails that she sent, which are something else. Pretty wild. So that's kind of one thing. Another thing is all about um, the Real Housewives. They've had a lot of contacts with her as well because she does she does like to follow a lot of Bravo accounts, follow a lot of people involved in the Real Housewives of New Jersey world, and she does like to kind of, you know, DM people, myself included, which I will get into. Um, but All About the Real Housewives has a post called caption the truth about Louis X. Okay. So in this post, they talk about Vanessa's history of, of alleged stalking, harassment, and framing exes, forcing exes to file orders of protection. Okay. And they have a lot of evidence for this, including court documents. There are court documents about things that she did at her old job and basically showing that you know, there is some issues and mental illness. And these are like in court documents. This is not me making up gossip um, to the point where, you know, she was kind of getting in trouble and having issues at work. Um, but she does have a history of alleged stalking. She's been alleged stalking of more than just Louie, but another ex um, framing exes. Um, her former boyfriend even warned her second husband about her. Okay. Her second husband um, had filed for a restraining order against her and said he is afraid for his safety and that she has been harassing everyone associated with him and was tracking him for months. Okay. And a judge granted this restraining order against Vanessa Riser. Okay. And again, on All About the Real Housewives, you can see the restraining order and you can see the court documents. Um, there are also text messages with Louis and Vanessa after they break up, begging where he's begging her to collect belongings when his kids leave the next day. He kindly asks asks her to not show up at his house when they're there. Um, Vanessa fights that she is coming, proving, you know, basically that she's not scared of him. Despite after this around this time, she was telling everyone she was scared of him, but then she's wanting to go there when he's there, and he pleads with her to not do this in front of his kids and she responds lol okay she is also following the gorgas on social media including but not limited to antonia the fudas margaret josephs frank catania she regularly comments on their posts her second husband said she would do this with people in his life and that's part of the reason he was granted a restraining order Okay. Um, so there's a lot more information out there about her. 
but I want to speak about my own experience. So I did receive a DM from her. Uh, It was around the time of Louis and Teresa leading up to their marriage. Okay. And I'm not here as like a Louis fan or because I think he's some perfect, great guy and that he's never done anything wrong. No, I'm not a fan of Louis. I like, I just feel like he's a weird guy. And I feel like he does have some shady stuff in his past. And I hope that he's trying to be better. That's, I mean, and I'm judging him by what I see him say and do on the show. Okay. But. I'm not going to judge him by this ex, okay, because there is just too many court documents, too many things out there that show that she has issues as well, okay, and that she is not the person that we should be basing our opinion around, okay? We should base it on what we see Louis say and do. That's fair, okay? That's 100% fair. Um, But basically, I had reposted stuff about, you know, Teresa's... Uh, engagement, upcoming wedding. Obviously, that was a big Bravo story. So I was like sharing everything about it. And she randomly replied to it was either it was definitely an Instagram story because it was a DM. And she said something about basically, he's a bad person. He's a narcissistic abuser. It was, you know, pretty straightforward. It was short. And I responded, I said something along the lines of, you know, I'm sorry you had such a terrible experience. That must have been really hard for you. And I said, you know what? If he is, it's going to come out eventually. And at the end of the day, Teresa's an adult and she's going to do what she wants to do. She's also very stubborn, so no one's going to talk her out of it, right? So, you know, she's going to marry him and she might have to learn the hard way. And that's it. That's all I said. And then she replied to me, and I don't remember exactly what she said But let me just say that her reply was, it was, it was not logical. It didn't make any sense in regards to what I had just written. And I don't mean like just a misunderstanding or something like that. Like it was almost borderline nonsensical. It was very odd in my, from, I can only give you my perception I don't have the messages because I immediately blocked her and deleted them. Maybe there's a way to, if I go unblock her, but I just don't want to do that. I just knew, I knew that she wasn't, she didn't seem well to me and I just didn't want to engage. Okay. And I'm not like diagnosing her or saying anything. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you get messages from people that might freak you out or seem weird and you just are like it's better to just not engage and that was the choice that I made so from my own experience and from everything else I personally would not judge Louis based on what she says if there are other women who say things or if his actions and his words show things then absolutely judge him based on all of that But based on this person, no, I will not judge him based on her because I don't believe her to be a reliable source in my opinion. Okay, so there's a little tidbit for you, um, you know, just to give you a little bit of insight. Do with it what you will. And if you want more, again, buy wig, hello drama and bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. 
amazing Bravo fan accounts that are always up to date with great news stuff and they always have like sources and screenshots and they're awesome so check them out um something a little bit lighter is that Frank Catania replies to a DM and he basically says that so this was kind of in response to the second part of the reunion where everyone was mad about like Louis, you know, maybe hiring a PI and all that kind of stuff. So Frank responded and he said, I'm actually not angry at Louis one bit for hiring a PI. That is part of the game and would have no issue with that. I thought that was interesting because to me, that's an admission that people on this show do that, which I totally think they do. The fan outrage of Louis doing this, I find hilarious. I don't think any of them should do it. I don't think it's right Louis did it, but I also do not believe for one second that he is the first person to do it. Like, hell no. Anyways, he says, my issue is that he went out and hired someone for a smear campaign against me. Please don't say that he didn't, because I heard it from the horse's mouth from here he hired. Whatever that means. Maybe he means from who he hired. I'm not sure. Anyways, I... Yeah, that's a little weird to me because I don't remember there being a smear campaign of Frank Catania. Like, I'm all over Bravo Instagram and Twitter, and I'm extremely plugged into everything Bravo. And yeah, I never saw that. So I don't really know what he's talking about, but maybe there's something missing. I don't know. Maybe he's going to clarify. Um, the other thing that got brought up at the reunion was that text from Jacqueline Larita that Melissa Gorga read. Now, we all have been, especially since Dolores made that comment about, you know, sleep with when I open, we've all been like, ooh, what's Jacqueline going to say, right? Um, so Jacqueline did respond, and she said, basically, the text is so irrelevant, a two-year-old text. It's no secret that we've said a lot of horrible things about each other, both publicly and privately, when we hated each other. So has Melissa, so I'm not sure why she's highlighted something she has said herself. And she's family. And then in brackets, Jackie too. I'm assuming she means Jackie has also said that stuff. I'm so happy Teresa and I have resolved things since then and are back to being Lucy and Ethel for life like we always should have been. Can't wait for you to visit me in California, Teresa. And then in brackets, off camera. And then with a uh, kissy face emoji. So Jacqueline doesn't seem too bothered. I mean, I kind of see what Jacqueline is saying because they used to go for each other's looks all the time, like especially in the old New Jersey days when it was more acceptable to go for people's looks in general on these shows. Like I remember Teresa talking about like Jacqueline's like Botox face and blown up lips and like they always said stuff like that. So I could see Teresa hearing that and just being like, who cares? Because I think in Teresa's mind, it's like when you're mad at each other, you just you spew this vitriol. But then when you make up, it's whatever. You're over it. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, all right. So enough with New Jersey. There's so much going on. But <laughs> oh, yes. And last thing I wanted to mention that I didn't say is that they're going to be releasing a part three of the reunion fully uncensored on Peacock. So look out for that if you like hearing a lot of profanity, which I'm sure many of you do. Okay, two more things because I just realized that there was a Vanderpump News item that I missed and I do want to talk about it. Um, and then I'll go to 
Kim Zolciak and Croy divorce update. Um, as many of us saw, Ariana has been given, you know, the cover of Glamour. She got that Juracell ad and, you know, she's killing it, basically. Um, but not everyone is proud of her. So Susan Couture, or Couture, if you want to say it, I guess, in a more plain way. <laughs> I'm not sure which one is right. Um, this is actually Raquel's biological mother, who kind of acts as her aunt, I guess, in a way. Um, replied to a post about Ariana Ariana's Duracell commercial, and she replied, "Mainstream endorsements at the expense of Raquel." Okay. Then she replied to Queens of Bravo's post about Ariana being on the cover of Glamour, and she said, "Moving on up, and Raquel saved the show. Ratings skyrocketed. Skyrocketed." Okay, so I guess she's a little salty. Um, now, I did hear people, some story come out today suggesting that if Raquel went on OnlyFans, I think Brandy said this, she could be a millionaire within a month. So I don't know, maybe her mom should encourage her to do that. I have no idea. Like, I don't know if it's about the money or it just seems like she's a little bit bitter and delusional. Okay, um, last story. Let's talk about Kim and Croy and the divorce. So... Kim was photographed making two trips to a Bitcoin ATM, which, by the way, I didn't even know that existed. Like, did you guys know that existed? Anyways, <laughs> Croy has said that, you know, she has gambling problems. So I don't know, maybe when desperate cash in the Bitcoins. I don't know. Anyways. Um, and then Croy Bierman was photographed outside Roswell Therapy Group where people are saying, you know, he's attending couples therapy alone, which I'm a little like, how do you know it's couples therapy? Like, did you go in and ask what kind of therapy he's getting? I doubt it. So he's leaving therapy. Maybe he's just getting therapy for himself. He probably needs it. Kim probably needs it too. And I could totally see Kim being the type that would not think she needs therapy and would refuse to go. I, to me, if I was painting like a caricature picture of her with all the little personality traits and like idiosyncrasies floating around her, refusal to go to therapy would be on there for sure. All right. So that is all the major stories for this week. And, you know, some of those stories will continue to develop. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to my Instagram and, you know, let me know if you've heard anything else or any other updates on any of those, because I love to add in an update on stories from the week before as we go. Um, so again, I just want to thank everyone for all of your support and for your patience with me missing last week's podcast. Um, you know, the week with the stomach flu really put me behind. So I'm really playing catch up hard, but I'm almost there. So again, thank you so much for your support. And now you are in the know for everything Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow 
at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo. Bravo.